This is Kevin Campbell and you're listening to Chewing the Cud with the Irish Toffees. Come on, you blues. Welcome now, folks, to the next episode of Chewing the Cud. And today we're going to look back at a kind of deserved point, I think, myself, uh, against sports. And we look ahead to, uh, well, look ahead, it's going to be multiple, to the Man City game on early Saturday morning. Uh, three of us today, myself, Richie and Chris. Afternoon, lads. How are we doing, boys? How are things? All good, all good. Yeah. Um, I just want to start off and apologise about last week's podcast. Lads. <laughs> the quality was absolute shite. Uh, we used to use an app. Uh, it was good at the start, similar to uh, Zoom, but it was it was good, but the quality just started getting worse and worse and worse. So we're back on Zoom now, so hopefully uh, things will go okay. Um. Oh, right, into the match, uh, Rich. Uh, I, like I said before, we come on. It was very similar to the Man United game, the home game. Um, good atmosphere before the match was people handing out the cards and uh, everyone was holding up the cards and the balls was there. And then just literally three minutes in, Richie despite the spoiler party by scoring a goal for sports. Wait, listen, it was a good goal. Don't get me wrong, but uh, it just took the took the balls out of the whole ground. Yeah, um, I suppose obviously you were there, knew that there was a big buzz. I suppose you, I, I kind of watched it back, um, and even you, you're you're not picking up as much kind of on, on the atmosphere there. But for me, it's just so disappointing to concede that early to start slow. You know, again, you know, Spurs caught us cold down at down at their place only only a couple of weeks ago, and we needed to be kind of tuned in right from the off, making sure that we weren't giving them opportunities because they've scored. First than however many games they've played this season, you know, you know they're going to come at you and to concede after three or four minutes, it's a, it's a serious kick, kick like right that early, and it just knocks knocks the stuffing out of you, you know. And I know they kind of were on top for a while, but I think credit to us that we got managed to get back into it, and for long periods of the first half, we're we're much the better side, you know. But it's just those lapses of concentrations that you know you just not got to be tuned in. But look, Spurs are really good side as well, or with. Madison back with Van de Ven back. They're 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 a different animal to to what they have been in 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 weeks as well. So, all in all, it's a it's it's a good point. It's just disappointing that these momentary kind of lapses and stuff and to start so poor gives us it's a it's an uphill battle when you go one down after three after after three or four minutes. Yeah, that's a, that's a, again it's very similar to the United match, Chris, because after there they took the lead. We. we we kind of not took over again, but we we're the better team. We were on the front foot all the time. So, like Rich said, spot on. Just to, just to go asleep for a couple of seconds and let them like in. It was kind of easy enough. Like pass back to a challenge and and Pickford was nowhere. I know he, he made a Hollywood effort to die, but he was he was never getting to it. So it's just them little laps of concentration that kind of spoiled the game for us. And you know, statistically. Speaking, I think we'd only gained one point from a losing position all season. Mm. So, you know, naturally enough, I think when we go behind at any stage in the game, we tend to have found it difficult to get anything back just based on the way our style of play is as well as based on being organised, working hard, hard to break down, getting ourselves ahead. And generally when we have got ourselves ahead in games, we've tended to win by once or twice. So when you go one down so early... It's natural, I think. Right here, we go again. Fear the worst, and as you quite rightly said, the wind was knocked out of our sails. Even watching on the TV, it just sucked the life out of things, and it felt like an uphill battle 
we'd probably have to open ourselves up a little bit and Spurs were really good attacking passing team I think Madison as Rich you've rightly touched on he was missing in the game down at their place I, I can't stand him but he's a great footballer and he always tends to run the show against us but uh, they are a very good side but we did react very well you know after that we, we bounced back well and I think we made it into a more it was a scrappy game but that suited us because we're, we can't match them in terms of possession football and passing and creativity so we made it into a battle and we you know we we've done the dirty work we won second balls we we were direct that's how we pressed very well as a unit at times as well and we we turned the ball over in some really good positions which we're actually quite good at unfortunately we're very wasteful when we do turn the ball over what we do next tends to let us down with our final ball a lot of the time but no look we reacted very well and you know we got ourselves level and unfortunately, like you mentioned, another lapse in concentration, albeit uh, two really good finishes from Richie. But I think those goals could have been stopped earlier on in that passage of play on both occasions. We just we just switched off. We gave them too much space, too much respect, stood off, left men too much space, unmarked in dangerous areas. And players of that quality, you just can't do it. And you know, I know we should be higher up in the league, but we tend to have those lapses, you know, more often than not, which is kind of what separates the decent average players from really, really good players who tend to have less of these moments. But look, all in all, all things considered, I know we get into the game a bit deeper. When you consider we were missing our midfield pairing of the car in Onana, which is probably, you know, two of our main players without doubt, especially the car I think he's fundamental to our overall shape and our press and our defending as a unit and his late runs into the box, you know. And you see Onana, when we when we miss him, what he does bring to us. He's up and down at times, but he can dominate on his day. And I think to come back twice, you know, from sucker punches, we're a fairly patched up side. I think it was a really, really good result. To, you know, equalise so late and not, not give up and not throw in the towel. Yeah, the thing is, Rich, we always come back. Uh, well, we make an effort to come back. But Chris is spot on there. The, uh, like the thing that lets us down is, and like we get into individual players in a minute, but it was just like some players, like McNair, for instance, had, had probably one of his worst games in Everton Jersey. The chap just couldn't pass the ball two yards. And we get into good positions. Hammerson or Harrison on the other side, it's a bit similar. We get into good positions, but we just can't find that that killer pass, that that last little piece of the jigsaw, if you want, and it just it just showed again. Yeah, it's 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 so frustrating because you say right, there's a break on, and you're just looking, and it's either the wrong option or the ball is played wrong. Your simple pass being intercepted, picking the wrong option, you know, so many times, and you could go kind of go through any of the attacking players, like, and they've all made kind of wrong decisions. And it's, it's frustrating. Um, to be fair, technique, McNeil, I, he just seems out in his feet, doesn't he? The last couple of weeks. Um, I think Harrison, the same, they're being ran into the ground, but it's just down to, uh, we've no other options. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's very frustrating, especially for a side that doesn't score goals. And when you're getting kind of half chances, you really need to be kind of clinical in that area and to try to give the best opportunity. You know, I suppose the one that jumps to me is, Ghana through on goal and he just he needs just needs to slip Harrison through, uh, you know, and he's taking a pop shot from the edge of the box that there's just no need for, you know, he knows himself <laughs> that, that that he's not going to score from there or he should know at this stage and it's just the frustration. Then it 
I think it builds, you know, and we're trying to force things, but you don't want to be critical because I think they're all busting a gut, you know, they really are. And they're, you know, when you look at the games as well, say Spurs, Fulham, kind of skip over loot and you go back to, to Villa, you know, they're decent points, you know, to be picking up Villa and Spurs, especially, you know, I know they're at home and you want to be looking at wins, but these are two teams who want to be in the Champions League next season. So I think we're getting everything out of them. And I know we've come on here kind of time and time again and said, once we feel like, you know, that they're given everything, we know we're not one of the best teams in the league or anything close to it. So once what we have is kind of given all they can, I I, I think that there's enough quality there that, you know, we, we'll get enough points, you know, and hopefully that we'll get a bit of luck and things will turn as well. So turning these kind of, defeats because normally these would be defeats we did that head had gone down after the first one and especially after the second one and we'd be probably beating three or four one you know on last season or, or you know for, for the last number of years so the fact that they're digging in and giving it is it's encouraging you know but you're right we, we do need to be more clinical up front but it's the creative players it's the finishers it's just that final third of the field where there is massive room for improvement yeah, I think that's that's only Missing link, I'd say, well, I said the only on paper, the only missing link, Chris, is just goals at the end of all this. Because we like, but we're, we're kind of on the front foot more often than not in games. Um, but we just we just haven't got that killer instinct, like none of the forwards have it. It's just, and that's all it's missing, really. Because I think we're seeing a couple of stats thrown around today, we're second or third, uh, defensively, we're second or third, uh. Winning back possession, Pickford has the most clean sheets. It's just that goals count that as just holding us back. And unfortunately, Joe, I just since Lukaku, we just haven't had a natural finisher. No. You know, you Lukaku, Yakubu, like in terms of that instinct which you can't coach, I don't feel. I mm. think Carvalhoon has never really had it as much as he's had a few purple patches and stuff. and but he misses too many one-on-one guilt-edge chances when he has too much time to think about things. And Beto is just raw. You know, he misses sitters. Look, you kind of have to give him the benefit of the doubt of such. It's his first season in England. He's adapted a new culture, a new culture. You know, so we give him the benefit of the doubt. He's not the answer at this moment in time, but he comes on and he causes carnage. <laughs> Either way, whether good or bad. But we don't have that natural goal scorer that's going to hit us you know, at least 15 goals a season, 15, 18 goals a season. We haven't had it for years, so it's up to everybody to chip in. But, I mean, Calvert-Lewin, when you're going through a streak of 15 games, 16 games without a goal, he was unlucky the last day, to be fair to him, bouncing off Harrison's leg. That was Calvert-Lewin's goal, really, you know. But um, we need more from our attacking players, you know, and that puts more pressure on McNeil and Harrison, your midfield players, to Corey to, to deliver. So yeah, it just it is what it is. That's the situation we're in, unfortunately. Um, and it just, but it has a knock-on effect throughout the team. I think you know another one of our big flaws is obviously we know we're not very good in possession. But if you look at the second half, there, there was a twenty-minute period when Spurs came on really strong there to start to the second half, and we couldn't really get out. And any time we got the ball, we were just turning it over and kicking it out and giving it back. It's just that composure from the front to be able to hold the ball and bring other players into play or when we do like Rich said get a good counter-attack we have we tr- four on three in counter-attacking positions at times and it's all a hit or we run into trouble or we make the wrong pass or 
and we the ball's turned over and everyone's caught out of shape and then there's more more pressure put on the defence and we just can't get out. We can't sustain a bit of pressure ourselves, you know. We just keep shooting ourselves in the foot. We need to really improve on that, just getting the foot on the ball, moving up the pitch as a unit and taking the pressure off and just being able to have a bit more sustained pressure, you know, because we do rely on crosses and set pieces and that is part of the game. But, you know, if we're talking about areas to improve, obviously the clinical edge, which I think that just comes with buying better players a lot of the time, which we're not in a situation to do, unfortunately. But just being a bit more composed and in the final third and on the counter attacks, making the right decisions. That, like it doesn't help at the position we're in with the 10 pointing. I think if we had those 10 points or 11th or 12th, the lads could play with a bit more freedom. Every game feels like a high pressure game now, especially since Luton are on a good little run as well. We're kind of looking over our shoulder and we're, we're trying to force things and we're, I think we're panicking a little bit at times when. You know, if we were mid-table, we could probably play with a bit more freedom, a bit more risk and try and play a bit more football, maybe. But look, we'll see what happens with, with that appeal. Let's hope we do get a suspended points sentence or whatever. We get those points back and that will just give everyone a lift. The fans, the club, the players, everyone. And we can maybe look towards the end of the season and try and be a bit more progressive and a bit a bit more positive. Yeah, I think that would be like a huge... Not just... Lift it'd be a huge boost uh, going forward. Now, again, I don't know how true it is. Few people actually said to me the talk on the street over there is we're getting uh, five points back and a fine. Now, how true that is, I don't know. But one fella probably said it in the brick, spread to the Royal Oak and back to the Windsor. But that's the way things things happen. Uh, just on DCL's goal, Richie, actually, I, I was it was given to him in the stadium, come up on the screen, down the cabinet, and everyone was delighted. Just Really, really happy for him. But after he was taken back then and given to Harrison, but I just don't understand this. Like, if that ball hits a defender, it goes down as a Capitoloon goal because it's on target. So how can he take up me? Like, it just brushed Harrison's knee. So just give it to the chap. Just, yeah. Just, I, I think that's I think that's like Premier League against so a fuck you. <laughs> We're not giving it to the man. He might actually go on a score and run it. How dare you? But I yeah. felt so sorry for him. Yeah, you just can't catch a break, you know, no. little things like that. And if it was the other way, it'd probably be given to Harrison. I'm kind of back. I don't know where, where it was. You know, it used to be the striker's goal that if you take the shot, you know, that you, you, you'd be credited with it. But like that, if, yeah. it's on, if it's on target, if it's on target uh, and it hits a defender, it's the striker's goal. So it should be the same situation if it hits your own player. Yeah, I'm sure it's been changed in recent years for whatever re- for whatever reason mm-hmm. to suit stats and the suit but whatever mm. but yeah it's 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 disappointing for him because he just wants to change the numbers and break the streak you know because now it's it's another game on top and again it's mentally it's just trying to change the narrative around it you know no one is going to say ah it was a shitty old goal you know it just hit off him you know whereas Harrison is kind of t- two or three two in three games so you know and two two real scrappy goals but that's that that's what people will see and that's what people remember but yeah I mean look he didn't get it he needs to keep digging in, and and it will come, you know. Um, you know, he's chance. He he's he's getting chances. I suppose is the big thing, you know. But he just needs to get. He he deserves a bit of luck. We deserve a bit of luck for him to get something on it. But yeah, I think I I think it was I think it was harsh. You know, when they're laughing and joking about it, kind of afterwards, like, oh, did it hit you? Is it going to be yours? You know, that they were nearly embarrassed about it. Just to, to 
or I presume Harrison was, that it was going to be taken off him. He kind of wanted to give it to him, I'd say. But such 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 it is. I think once the once the ball goes over the line, we're in a stage that really don't give a shit who scores. You know, yeah, I think good. we we all need to be chipping in. But yeah, I mean, look, you need your strikers to be scoring. So the sooner he gets one on the board, the, the better. I think. Yeah, I think I think for him, like he's just he's unlucky sometimes. And then, like we said before, like he's he's missing sitters. So it's, he needs a goal or two just just to get him back in the game. Literally. Um, it, his confidence is just so low. It's, like, I don't know. It's, it's just a, an ongoing thing with him. I don't know what the story is. Uh, whether it's something off the pitch or whether it's but just bad for luck. A stri- I don't know. For, for a striker, though, as well, you'd say whatever it is, 15, 16 games at this stage, you think on the balance of things, normally any striker going through a rut would get a penalty. And it's, and it's something that yeah, we, we just we're can't. not getting one of them. Yeah. So, I mean, normally you'd say, right, you're five, six games in, you get an old penalty, striker put it away and he breaks it and he can kind of, he can kick on again. Whereas, you know, we're not getting those little breaks that could make such a difference. You know, even you take the one against Spurs that's disallowed, you know, you can go on a little bit of a run after that and it just gets the monkey off the back and it's a good finish and the confidence is up then. Whereas when it's turned against you, the mentality starts to go the other way and you start to rush things, as Chris said earlier, you know, and you're trying to force the issue all the time. So it's little things. You just need that bit of luck to, to get on a streak. So I, to be honest, we still have to stick with him. I think he's more likely to get him the, to go on a bit of a run than better was. Yeah, I think no, so it's absolutely ridiculous. He's a better option at the moment. Yes, the chap was not scoring. I know it sounds ridiculous, but he's like the walkie does off the ball and and drags defenders. <coughs> excuse me, it kind of compensates. But in the again, you, like you need to be scoring goals. Uh, just one a, a quick mention. Uh, that uh, Michael Oliver, Chris, this like this chap. I know we say this week after week. This chap's supposed to be one of the best refs in the country. He was absolutely disgraceful at the weekend. He was. Uh, I mean. Some of the decisions he gave, uh, it's like he's watching a different game. And then he's kind of compounding it by giving yellow cards to dice for actually, like, the cheek of him trying to doubt or give out by the referee. So another shocking referee display of Goodison's. And, and I know it was a, it was a joke. Paddy Power said, uh, Michael Alvar doing nothing to dispel uh, Everton's conspiracy theory that they're against us. This lad has, I don't know how they have FIFA badges, by the way. They must fucking buy them in deals or something because he was shocking. He's absolutely disgraceful referee. It's getting simple decisions wrong. That's the team. Well, here's one for you. The Man City game, the ref was a Parson that gave the penalty against Onana. Oh. He's refereeing the game this weekend against City again. Same ref. That is just, I don't know. Yeah, that one old Paddy Power. Like, look, it gets to a point where, you know, we've had the most penalties given against us. We haven't been given one all season. Just all these little decisions seem to be going our going against us. They're trying to disallow every goal, every minimal call is going the other way. It makes you think, and it is all one big cash cow. The Sky Sports, Premier League. The PFA, all this kind of stuff, it, they're all in it together. I don't give a shit what anyone says. It's not working class game for the fans anymore, where players are just, you know, normal lads that just play for the love of the game. It's all just a big cash cow sponsorships, 
oil money, you know. And look, fair enough, we've had Usman off in USM and when we were getting pumped money in, we were lovely stuff, you know, singing. we were enjoying it. And it's gone against us now, to be fair, but it's got to the point now where just the whole game with VAR, the referee and money, financial fair play, it's all just... Like, I don't watch any other games anymore. What are our games? No interest. So I don't watch Match of the Day. Don't look at Sky Sports. Don't watch Super Sunday. I don't give a shy. No interest in watching it. It's just a farce. Not only for, like, for Everton and, you know, the, our family and our friends and all of that and the day that's in it and just the love we have for the club. I, I pack it in. And you've heard loads of people saying, that. I'm finished now. Once we leave Goodison, that's me. I'm done. Can't be worse with it anymore. And you can understand it because it's just... It's like WWE, where it's just scripted, you know? Certain teams, we need to keep them at the top because they have the highest revenue streams. They attract the most fans globally around the world that will watch our product, that will pay Sky Spars packages. We need to keep them up there. Otherwise, we'll lose viewers, we'll lose money. That's just the way it is, you know? They want all the top teams in Europe, like Man City. Their owners... Saudis or whatever pumping 65 million a year into the Premier League and people are wondering why they haven't had their cases heard yet up in court I'll tell you why because that'll be gone you know it's just a, it's a joke you know but you know even the two goals we had against Spurs you couldn't even celebrate them because you were expecting them to be real low and they tried everything they could to rule them out you know it's not an enjoyable experience anymore unless you get a and Michael Keane, Thunder Bastard from 25 yards into the top corner, you know it's not going to be disallowed, but any marginal one ball into the box, free kick, set piece, you're just waiting for it to be disallowed. And the inconsistencies is what makes people question conspiracies and stuff. You know, we've players hand handballing the ball against us, even the one against uh, Fulham there, it hits his hand on the line. Intent or not, his hand was out, it hit his hand, changed the direction of the ball. Should have been a penalty. Onanas was down by his side. Yeah, that's a penalty. When your man was blasted out from four yards. You know, you can't have it. It has to be consistent across the board. And that's the frustrating thing about it. And that's what Deich and everyone else gets pissed off about. You know, Deich gets booked for this or that. And certain managers can run up and down the line and do knee slides and taunt opposition players. And it's called passion. Yeah, yeah. But with us... Back in your box. That's a pain in the hole with it all, to be honest with you. Yeah, going back to your point earlier, I talked to the fella during the week and he, he said, how, how do you keep going? I said, again, similar to what we said before, it's, it's just the people. It's the boys at the airport, a few points in town, meeting everyone in the Windsor or the Oak or the Barlow or whatever it is. But I, I'm just I'm just getting sick of it. You know, man, I just said, I I do last season the goals and first one to Bramley Moore and then just go every couple of months because it's it's not it's it's not the game I fell in love with anymore. It's just not. It's just a fucking like you said a cash cow and we're we're just customers. We're not fans. And I said it last week they don't give a shit about us. They don't care who who turns up. You know there's going to be someone in the seat. So they just don't give a shit anymore. So anyway, that's that's four podcasts down the road. Um. Just on the goal, Rich, like the equaliser, and Chris is spot on there. Like we, we celebrate, we're all jumping around, but you're still kind of 
looking at the linesman, looking at the ref, and, and it pops up on the screen then, uh, var possible offside, Coleman. Now, how the fuck Coleman was offside? Because he was in the middle of a pack, and I think there was about four players ahead of him. I, I just don't know, but I'm just guessing that the conversation went, well, lads, we have to find something here. We can't be giving these, these fuckers a goal and celebrating in injury time. So, the conspiracy thing, as people think that we're mad and we're paranoid and all, I think it's a genuine actual thing now. Yeah, I mean, the more the longer it goes on, the more I don't know if we're all just kind of buying into it, but it's 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 straight in front of us, like week in, week mm-hmm. out, you know, that there's as you said, these marginal not even marginal calls. I mean and check it for whatever but I mean sometimes it's 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 absolutely ridiculous I go back to the Villa one and said how are you taking four minutes to dis- disallow that goal when it's it's there's lines on the pitch telling you. you don't even need to draw a line like four minutes you know but yeah it's every single thing you know you look at the you started this with talking about Michael Oliver and you look at some of the decisions that he's made and that refs have made in the last couple of weeks and whether it's a case of that they're I don't know Overanalyzing every decision now because there's I won't say there's so much riding on it, but I don't know you so you have to think that there is an outside influence kind of being pushed onto them because there's no way they could get every single one of these either so far wrong or whatever the case may be. It's baffling that you say one of these doesn't fall your way. You know, better being can your man just cut straight across him, blatant obstruction, powered him, didn't get a free kick, nothing like, and luckily he got the free that we actually scored from on the back of it, but, I mean, the ref is from me to me to the wall away, you know, he's 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 a metre and a half away from it, and, and, he, and he can't see this, so you're just wondering, like, wh- where's it coming from? There must be, you know, and I, I hate to kind of get whatever conspiracy theory about it, but the, the more and more you watch everything, you're saying, Jesus Christ, this is impossible. Like to be so, I, it's not even unlucky at this stage, you know, because the, the, the look was kind of gone out of it. And you'd say, Oh, and the balance over the course of the season, these things even themselves out, not a chance of it, not a chance of it. We, we could be here for three or four seasons by the time we get everything back from this season. Well, if they say everything balances out all the season, we don't have a penalty every match from here to the end, because I mean, it's just, I mean, like you were saying earlier, Chris, the handball, even going back to last week, the Rodri one, you know, where he's like fucking Christ or a demo with his two hands out. And I mean, it's just, it, I, I just, I don't want to go down that road like the, the tinfoil hat and saying that it gets, but like they're not even hiding it anymore. It's just, like we said in plain sight, fuck, he's, we're not giving us anything. And anything that you get, we're going to like go through it with a microscope to try and find something to take it away from you so I just again it's it's just it's mind boggling and again it used to be just us being paranoid but other teams or other fans are starting to say now oh, Jesus lads the Premier League have it in for Everton now big time so and then someone said at the weekend like they're not giving us anything because they know that the appeal we're going to get something back from which is which is wrong anyway so but I don't know it's just Again, it's the the best referees are turning into absolute like clowns now at this stage. Be it Michael Oliver or Anthony Taylor, and this this fella upcoming at the weekend passing. I think he was in charge of Derby, wasn't he? I think he was the ref for the Derby in Anfield. So, and sure, like there is another one there though. Did you see? Here's me saying I don't watch football. Really, I watched a bit of the Arsenal game. 
Hon säger så att hon är Lopez's lovely och stick this on. Gör det dig. Well, anyway, like the Canate is second yellow. Exactly yeah. the same as the one against Beto at Anfield. Or set a away. away. And yeah. then he sent off there. Where's the consistency there? Because it's, of the colour of the short and where it's played. Yeah, yeah you know? exactly. Let's, let's have a look at the badge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, stop. Okay. Right, let's park the conspiracy. Well, not park it. Let's leave it till looking. Leave Saturday it next week. Something else comes up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just want to uh, quick mention, uh, man, I thought he was absolutely superb. Uh, Chris Garner, he was just, I think he tackled some of his own players at one stage. The chap was absolutely all over the place. And uh, like, I think someone said he broke a new Premier League record, the most dispossessions in an opposition's half or some shit like that. But I mean, he was just tackling everything. And that moved, he was all over. You have to hand it to him only getting back from the African Nations Cup mm. on the Thursday and he was in for training one day with day off and then in one day is training light and straight in and he's putting in a performance like that at his age. I think at times going back to what you were saying about McNeil and Harrison being overplayed, he's probably been overplayed at times based on, you know, his age and his experience and it's hard for him because the player we had in his prime with us before we sold him off. He hasn't got that engine or that energy anymore, but no. he's still, when he's not in the team, you see what he does bring. You know, there's been certain games where he hasn't started and he's come on and he just calmed things down a bit and showed a little bit of composure, not obviously with, with shooting or in the final third, but just getting the foot on the ball and just doing the simple things and the energy he brings and the press and he's always nipping at people's heels and even if that just solidifies us and forces them to turn back and play the ball back and we can just keep our shape. You know, he was very, he was really, he's really important to us getting the ball in, um, getting the foot in, turning the ball over, dispossessing, like you said. He's just one of those players that does the dirty things well that every team needs. A player like that, it can't all be flashy passing and tippy-tappy. You need players like that that are just read the game well and they're in the right place at the right time and I think we we've we've missed him, and I think he compliments Garner well. So it's gonna be interesting to see when Onan and Dakari are back. If he'd have to kind of leave one out, but yeah, you know, absolutely, you need a player of experience there in the middle of the park. So you know, hopefully, we'll only have one game a week of such now as well. He'd be able to he'd be able to stay fit and maintain that performance level because you know we don't really have another player that does the job he does. Just that kind of sitting role, and you don't want to be kind of putting square pegs and round holes, having to put Onana in there or drop Garner in, and when it's probably not their best position. So you know, great performance from him, absolutely. Um, and look, let's let's hope he carries on with that form for the. And we need a bit of luck as well in terms of, like I mentioned earlier, getting players back because I think the first part of the season we went on a good run there. We were picking the same 11 every game, more or less, for a good stretch of 8, 9, 10 games. And, you know, everyone knew their jobs. The shape was good. The pressing was good. And we were we were actually getting a good couple of goals. And performances were really good. And we've just gone away from that now a bit with over Christmas, especially with a few players out missing the African Nations Cup, injury suspensions. And I think we found it hard to get that bit of continuity and, with team selection and also the energy levels, certain players are having to play more games than you would have liked. So, kind of hope now that rough patch of games is over, we'd be able to get Onana in, the Corey in, and 
back to the near enough one game a week. Unfortunately, we're out of a cup and that, but we'll be able to get a bit more stability now and get everybody back fully fit and fresh. And as I said, a bit of luck with the appeal. We get something back and we can, you know, we can try and kick on forward because, again, I know I'm going off topic a bit, but when you look at the fixtures we have, we have to play seven of the teams in the bottom half at Goodison. You know, I know we're not the best at home, but it's in our hands there. There's plenty of points for us to play for there. And even if we get five points back, say that, tell you what, we 19 points now. Take you up to 24 points. You're going to need 10 or 11 points for the rest of the season to be safe. You know, just 21 points to play for in those home games and pick up a few points away. So even still, we should be relatively comfortable again with a bit of luck with injuries and suspensions and we might get the odd decision or VAR or penalty our way along the way, who knows, but you know, I think there's enough there to be positive about, even though it's still in a bit of a pressure cooker at the moment, we could do it, Luton probably dropping off and maybe Palace capitulating now and Forrest dropping in, so it's definitely still all for us to play for, I think. Yeah, I think there's a few teams coming into the mix now. Uh, Palace definitely, and then there's a couple of big injuries there. Lise and Eze gone. Um, Brentford are still still in there. Uh, uh, just hope Luton just stop playing well because Luton Luton has just taken the gloss off us now the last few weeks. But um, all right, we just finished there, and we just do a quick prediction for uh the match uh City now. Early half twelve kickoff Saturday morning. I'm just not looking forward to this. I know we kind of tend to give City a bit of a game, but uh, similar to the one uh, earlier this season, they always have that extra gear or two to step up. And then with De Bruyne and Haaland back and Foden now is on fire. I just, I just, I'm just not looking forward to. But uh, let's go predictions. Anyway, Rich, for you. Yeah, I mean, look at City. It's I think anything you get is is a bonus. You know, I watched them again Monday night, and you know, even though they concede, you know, they were absolutely battering them. They they could have been five up after twenty minutes if they if one had gone in, probably four or five would have gone in that that quick. But yeah, look, I know we got a draw there last last year, but anything we get is a bonus. I don't think we will. I think City are going to go on a run now, hopefully till the end of the season and and win the league. <laughs> to be honest, but after Saturday. Uh, after Saturday, yeah, 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 but I, 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 I think they will go on a, on a big run. I don't see us getting anything. I, three-one city. Three-one, yeah. uh, Chris. Yeah, I think it's the time of year where they tend to click into gear. They seem to have all their heavy hitters back now, and they're kind of gearing up for their usual ten-game winning streak. So I can't see us even scoring. We're not Richie there. That three-one would be our first penalty, and it'll mean nothing. <laughs> but uh, I'll go three-nil, Joe. I just think they'll. We'll probably hold them out for a while. We'll probably frustrate them and we'll get close to half time and they'll probably get one ahead and get a couple in the second half to make a few changes and just just ping the ball around and have us chasing shadows. So I'd say 3 0 will go with, but look, our season isn't defined on these games. You know, we're not. It's the teams around us we need to pick up points against. Anything in this game is a, is a huge bonus, but. Well, you will guarantee is you know, we've had a good week off again. Hopefully, a few players back. We'll absolutely give our lot. And sometimes that's just not good enough against teams with the talents the City have. But the lads will give 100%. They'll try their hardest. And look, you never know. A bit of luck on the day. Who knows? We might frustrate them. We might catch them. Because every team has an off day. But yeah, it's as hard to see as getting that in there. 
unstimmable by anything, and I just think City do this, they just ash it to death. And like you said, you're, you're just chasing shadows, you don't, you can't get a, a touch on them. Uh, and ev- they have nearly everyone back now, and even on the bench, you see the likes of Grealish and Doku and all. It's just it's actually scary, but uh, I'm gonna go 3 0 as well. Uh, and again, of course, hopefully, we're all totally wrong. Everton win 1 0. I just can't see. I just just I, just, again, just on the sorry, go ahead. No, go on, go on. No, I was going to say. Look, on the weekend, it's not going to be a season-defining weekend by any means. We're playing City, Luton are playing Sheffield United, and I know kind of afterwards there'll be panics. Oh, we're four points behind Luton, and they have a game in hand. You know, mm. we we can't we can't be looking at it. You got to look at the big picture. You know, with Palace coming up, and as Chris said, we've a lot of the teams around us. You know, you just I can feel the. Twitter kind of ready to explode and the negativity going to come in when you get battered by City and it's a, you know, it's not about a single weekend, you know, and we need to kind of look at it, look look at the bigger picture and not panic on the back of it. Yeah, exactly. And then similar as well, you don't want to be getting hammered seven, eight, oh, putting no. a big dent, putting a big dent in the goal difference. So, uh, yeah, if you, I think it's one of these matches you get in, get out, you'd, you'd be kind of not happy, but a one loss wouldn't be the end of the world altogether. All right, boys, listen, thanks very much for today. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll see you next week. Take care. Thanks, boys. Take it easy, boys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in joining the Irish Toffee Supporters Club, just send an email to memberships at irish-toffees.com or visit our website, www.irish-toffees.com. Up the toffees. <laughs>